0: Listen to what could go right wherever you get your podcasts. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code IBM. Let's create. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show for those interested in the big and small moments of history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're reflecting on the death of Kim Il-sung, the not-so-dear leader who helped split the Korean peninsula into two rival nations, and then used that upset to secure enduring power for himself and his family. The day was July 8th, 1994. Communist dictator and founder of North Korea, Kim Il-sung, died of a heart attack. He was 82 years old and had remained in power since the country's establishment in 1948. Under his oppressive and isolating regime, the North Korean people were subjected to one hardship after another. National food shortages and power outages, military conscription, brainwashing, and even slave labor camps. Unfortunately, even after his death, Kim Il-sung exercised great power over the lives of North Koreans. He was deified by the government he had built, and his tyrannical policies were carried on both by his son, Kim Jong-il, and later by his grandson, Kim Jong-un. Korea had been called the Hermit Kingdom as far back as the 1880s, long before the nation split into a North and South. At the time, Korea still had some interaction with its closest neighbors, China and Japan, but otherwise, the country kept to itself for the better part of a thousand years. That really only started to change toward the end of the 19th century. In 1895, Japan invaded Korea and brutally took control of the entire peninsula. It continued to subjugate Korea all the way through World War II. Once the war was over and the Japanese were expelled, Korea found itself occupied by both the United States and the Soviet Union. The U.S. pushed hard for the entire Korean Peninsula to become a democracy, but the Soviets strongly opposed the idea, believing it would reduce their influence in the region. To satisfy these competing interests, Korea was split into two countries, just as Germany had been before it. The northern half of the Korean Peninsula fell under communist rule, while the southern half became a democracy. In 1948, South Korea elected its first president, while something very different was taking place in North Korea. That same year, instead of a freely elected president, the former monarchy got its first totalitarian dictator. His name was Kim Il-sung, and he was a Korean communist with strong ties to the Soviet Union. During the build-up to World War II, Kim had worked closely with the Soviets to wage guerrilla warfare against the Japanese forces that occupied his country. Once the war was over, the Soviets knew they would need to install a puppet leader to uphold their interests in the newly formed North Korea. Their old friend Kim Il-sung seemed like the perfect choice. He was already a proponent of communism, and his military service made it easy to portray him as a kind of national hero. Once the Soviets handed Kim the reins of power, he set to work building a ruling political party, as well as a standing army, with all his old guerrilla comrades in senior leadership roles. But it wasn't enough to control the country's political and military might. Kim wanted to control its culture as well. To that end, he created what was maybe the linchpin of his power, the North Korean Federation of Literature and Art. Through this institution's steady output of state-controlled media and art, Kim began to foster a cult of personality among the North Korean people. This propaganda portrayed him as a godlike figure who was destined to transform the abused nation into a socialist utopia. Of course, in reality, Kim was doing just the opposite. Backed by Stalin and his Soviet forces, Kim Il-sung invaded South Korea in 1950 in an attempt to forcibly unify the two Koreas and rule them both himself. This conflict quickly spiraled into the Korean War, with the U.S. joining the fight on South Korea's behalf and China lending a hand to their fellow communists in the north. A bloody war ensued claiming the lives of roughly 5 million soldiers and civilians over the course of four long years. When the fighting finally ceased in 1953, there was no exchange of territory and no clear victor. Instead, the two Koreas signed an armistice agreement and established a demilitarized zone between their borders. Since this basically amounted to a truce and there was no formal peace treaty between the nations, North and South Korea are technically still at war with each other to this day. Not only has North Korea held on to that same grudge for nearly 70 years, it's kept the same president as well. To be clear, Kim Il-sung did die in 1994, which was when his son Kim Jong-il took over. But after Kim Il-sung died in the 1990s, the North Korean constitution was actually amended so that he could be declared the country's eternal president. The same thing happened again after Kim Jong-il passed away in 2011. Now both men are considered the eternal leaders of North Korea, whereas the country's current figurehead, Kim Jong-un, has to settle for being the first secretary. There's actually a term for this unusual arrangement. It's called a necrocracy, which is when a country still operates under the rules of a dead leader. As you might guess, North Korea is the only one of those in the world, thankfully. And if the idea of eternal presidents sounds too ridiculous to believe, the good news is that many North Koreans agree. It's tough to say how many exactly, since most North Koreans don't have access to journalists and likely wouldn't feel safe enough to speak freely even if they did. But we do have some estimates from North Korean defectors, and they claim that only around 20-50% to of the current population actually believes what the regime tells them. There are no quick fixes for North Korea's struggles, but pulling away from the central government and sharing information on an individual level seems like a good place for a revolution to start. Either way, it's one of the most encouraging pieces of news out of North Korea in a long time, and the fact that Kim il sung would have hated it only makes it that much better. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can write to me directly at at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Will Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart, and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the I Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle.